Hey everyone, welcome back to the YWAM Kansas City podcast with all Philippine interns and today we're going to be talking about this question, can a missionary fail? It's a very, very heavy topic, but first, I'm Austin Heil again and I'm joined by... I'm Mary Jen Palatal. And I'm Desi, not going to get my last name. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> okay. All right, secretive over here. Sounds good. Y'all can follow Instagram. me on Instagram if you want. Oh, <laughs> you can't <whoa>. follow Desi. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, it's been really nice out recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've loved it because now we. Can, I just want to let you guys know. For me personally, it's been very cold. Even though I'm from Minnesota, it's been very cold recently. But the la- like two days ago. It was 65, mm-hmm. 65 Versus, degrees. I think it was negative 70. 10 last week. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to let you guys know, if we, if we feel a little bit more upbeat, a little more mm-hmm. chipper today, it's probably because we can actually go outside without running to the next location. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but today, we're going to be talking about can a missionary fail? What dun, do you guys dun, think? Dun, dun. <laughs> can we're, they fail? We were kind of discussing this before. And it's like, oh, this is like a hard topic because you don't want to be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Or no, they can't fail at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we're going like, to kind of discuss both sides of it. And yeah, like yeah. what I think first, like we need to talk about what defines like failure. Yeah. Like, is it failure to like get people saved or is it failure like? Oh, I didn't even I didn't go to a foreign mm. country or that mm. kind of thing. Or it's like so. failure all the way to I don't believe God's goodness mm. anymore. Mm. There's so many avenues to tackle yeah. this question. But I think that's a good place to start. So can a missionary fail? Whenever we're saying whenever we're talking about failure, what what are we talking about? Like mm. that's just such a broad question. Mm-hmm. It is a broad question. Um Okay, I think I'm going to start with the first point. Okay. I think I'm going to start with with failure. Like Mary Jane said, there's a lot of nuance to that. And so what we don't want to do is we don't want to say failure is if you don't have X amount of converts mm-hmm. or X amount of people coming to know Christ because mm-hmm. how can you put a number on that, right? Yeah. How can we put a number on um, what the Lord has called you to do? And I think I'm going to start with an example um, just from my time in track because I think it's a good place to start. In track and field... One of my favorite things about it is you're not racing against other people. You are, you're in a race physically, but our coaches would tell us all the time, unless you're going for gold in the Olympics, <laughs> our coaches would tell us all the time, your race is against yourself mm. in terms of you are trying to be the best you that you can be. So I, every single time I would step up to do a race, I would be trying to have my very best time. And I think that's a really important thing whenever we talk about failure, because we're not, it's not a measuring Right. Like we're not, whenever we talk about failure, we're not talking about comparing yourself to that really popular evangelist who had that stadium gathering that had led 10,000 people to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Whenever we talk about failure, it's more personal, I believe. Yeah. Failure is more of a personal idea that we each have. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think like failure is, it's really when you aren't stepping into all the Lord mm. has for you. Yeah, and really I, I would take that a step further where it's um, not even just on the mission field for people in ministry, but really for anyone. Like that is like when like we fall short yeah. and we aren't stepping into the fullness the Lord has yeah. for us. And yeah. just because you fail in that absolutely does not mean that like God doesn't love you. He doesn't care for you. He doesn't like pursue your heart still, but it's just like, while we've grieved his heart by not stepping into all that he has for us and applying that on the mission field, that includes like your calling that includes 
certain assignments, um, whether it's going to a, a geographic area, to a people group, or anything like that. I really I would define failure as like it is like disobeying um, the Lord's calling yeah. on your life. Yeah, that's really good. It's so good. Kind of comes back to to preface even this conversation. We probably should have done this at the beginning, but I forgot, so we didn't. That's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a few weeks ago, we had a conversation with Mark Anderson. It was me. I believe it was the one with me, Austin, and Jeremy. Yeah. And so we had a conversation with Mark Anderson, who's our leader here. Like I said, we're the interns. We're trying to conquer an entire nation for Jesus. It's going to be great. Um, stay and tuned. Stay tuned. We'll let you know how it goes. Check us in 10 years, and we'll yeah. let you know if we're effective or not, if we, if we failed. Um, but we had this conversation, and he made a very, very bold claim where he said that most missionaries aren't effective. Mm. Yep. Took a little bit of heat for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a bold yeah. <laughs> I mean, I th- that is one of the things, though, is like, one, that was a soundbite from a very long conversation around this topic yeah. to an extent. And also, we've had months and months and months with Mark now mm-hmm. where we kind of understand what he's trying to say. And so whenever he made that bold claim, like we said, it took a little bit of heat. Why Why do you think that he took so much heat? Why, why is this such a t- touchy... T- topic with people i think it's because people are offended <laughs> like i mean that's like yeah. just in any sense if you say anything nowadays someone's going to be offended yeah and true. Because, especially because our like the people that tend to watch these videos are like other missionaries people mm-hmm. in ministry and so say if you went to like a businessman and if you went like your whole business is, isn't effective you aren't delivering your product well you aren't uh, like you aren't a good salesman, like that kind of thing. It's like, whoa, that's like really tough to hear. But like for a lot of like situations, it is the reality where it's like there, I think we tend to get like focused on this one thing. It's like, oh, God called me to this nation. I just need yeah. to go. I just need to go there. And then I'll figure out the rest when I get there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it really is like you developing like a plan with the Lord and getting strategy from him and yeah. like, and really stepping into the fullness of what your calling is. Because, like, before, you might yeah. think, oh, my calling is just to go to this nation, to, like, yeah. be in community there. Yeah. But your calling might be to reach this fear in a certain nation or yeah. reach these type of people in that area. So. Yeah. Yeah. That even, honestly, you just brought up a really good topic, and it sparked something in my mind. In Philippians 3, Paul talks about something that I think kind of goes along the same vein um he says whenever it talks about straining toward the goal he says not that i've already attained this or i'm already perfect but i press on to make it my own because christ jesus had made me his own Ooh, that's, and that's good <laughs> and it's re- yeah it's it, i think it fits perfectly because even though i understand the context of this he was talking about something a little bit different but he understood that even though he wasn't already perfect he didn't he haven't already reached the goal he hasn't already he's not I guess you could even say he hasn't reached his max effectiveness. I guess that's a claim mm-hmm. you can make. He still pressed on towards that. And with what you're saying about the fullness of what the Lord's called us to in Christ, I think sometimes we can kind of settle for less than what the Lord has actually called yeah. us to do because maybe mm-hmm. we see a few people come to know the Lord or we see something that we deem as effective. Yeah. And we're like, oh, this is it. So we get stuck doing that thing. But we don't realize that, no, there's more. There's more yeah. that the Lord has for us. Or even if we do something that doesn't work and it do- and we kind of get hurt a little bit, we don't realize that failure in that one instance doesn't mean that everything that you do is a failure. But mm-hmm. no, like 
like Paul said, not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own. And we need mm-hmm. to have this reality that whether what we're doing is working or whether what we're doing isn't working, there is still more for us to reach. Yeah, okay. We should always be striving towards that upward calling in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And if we have that mind in us, that we make, I'm never content with where I'm at, whether I'm doing great things or I'm not, then we could have this mind of, man, I'm like, this is working great. Let's make it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something that came to my mind when you're talking, Austin, was I think, um, obviously, maybe this isn't for everyone, but I think a lot of people who are in the mission field can kind of get comfortable in like whatever they're doing in like their ministry and like not be willing to actually move out of that comfort and to do something more bold and to like actually come up like with this plan or like blueprint um, with God. But I think that's kind of like the next step is to step out of that comfort Mm -hmm. and to do something more bold and to go have like those bigger visions and dreams with God because they are possible if you actually plan them out and have like this like what we call blueprint of faith. Um, And also like something that we've been learning is kind of this idea of spiritual preparation but also like organizational preparation and Mm. both of them there's not they're not separated but they go hand in hand Mm -hmm. so like you obviously need to have like that word of the lord and like if god tells you to go somewhere to like do something then you obviously follow that but also it there it's followed along with this organizational preparation like how are you going to prepare for that because like god is a god of like organization but he's also a god who like you know says bold things but I think we need to learn how to combine yeah. like both hand mm-hmm. in hand. Yeah, um, totally. That's no, so I, good. I think like a lot of the reason why maybe this generation, maybe these last few generations, um, haven't like been as effective or been um, like or haven't like seen the things that they've wanted to for the kingdom is because a lack of like a long-term plan yeah because just recently ywam kansas city started doing like tiktok and (laughs) we i think we all have made some videos for them go Um, check it out but like when we are learning like how to do it how to really engage people on it Mm. it's like if you don't get their attention within the first second it's like swipe go to the next thing and i think that's just so reflective of like this generation it's just like it's yeah. very like fast paced, but then also right. like if I if this isn't interesting to me in the first like two seconds of this, I'm just on to the next yeah. thing, mm-hmm. um, which has kind of led to as we were discussing this, we kind of came up with the term like microwave or fast food missions, where <laughs> it's just like that's yeah. what we want it. We want it like now, and yeah. we want it as fast as possible. Even if it's not heated all the way through, yeah. we'll just go ahead and eat it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think really like we need to place more of an emphasis on a long-term plan whether yeah. it's 5 10 20 years um we like and i just think that shows so much like commitment to like the mm-hmm. vision that god has given you it's not like oh i'm going to this nation oh but then like my friend is there or like there's a cool event going on there so i'll hop to the yeah. next yeah but it's really like being committed to what totally. the Lord has said and like yeah. his promises over no, that place. It's, it's so good. It's Damn. I mean, our generation is instant gratification <laughs> yeah. central. We're Damn like, nice. if you don't have it in two seconds, I'm walking out the door. If yeah. the Chipotle line is just a little bit too long, <laughs> I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A instead because their line's always fast. But I think, I mean, that's even biblical, right? I mean, look at David. He was anointed king and then had 
like what 30-ish years of waiting before he was actually mm-hmm. king yeah. like can you imagine being anointed king of something and then it's being like but you can't do anything yet so yeah. chill or, yeah. or jesus he died when he was 33 and he did three years of ministry so he was 30 years old and he's the son of god and he was like in this tension waiting season until he was anointed yeah. um whenever he got baptized and i think a lot of times we don't want to sit in the seasons of the building we don't want to sit in the seasons of the growth we don't want to sit in the seasons or even if it's not a seasons of growth whenever you're actually plowing the ground you don't want to wait for the breakthrough that's going to come in 10 15 20 years yeah. you want something that's right now that you can yeah again we're missionaries so i feel like we can make these claims you want something that you can put on your newsletter yeah you want a cool story that you can tell your friends or even if you're not a full-time missionary you're in like let's say you're an on-fire christian in the workplace right you want something that you can go back to your church or your friends and tell them like yo i led this person to the lord and i think we have to really take a step back and realize is this about us at all because i think a lot of times what we call failure isn't even failure yet but we've deemed it failure because it didn't bring us the results that we wanted. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's the results that the Lord wanted. Yeah. But maybe he had something planned that in, if you would have stuck through for five more years or even like yeah. three more days, <laughs> that there is about to be this massive breakthrough, but we are Dang. too impatient to actually see it come to pass. And I think that is, that's a huge, huge topic about this whole conversation with fast food missions, microwave Christianity, whatever you want to call it. Hmm. that there needs to be a patience involved mm-hmm. there, and a yeah. patience and a tenacity that we're going to stick through it and we're going to plow the ground regardless of yeah. what we see or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of gives you like a fear of the Lord also. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, I don't want to be that person mm-hmm. that like gives up. And then like you said, like three days later, maybe like that person that you've been like, you know, talking to so much and like telling them like stories about Jesus, like maybe they're on the verge of like surrendering their lives. Yeah. And if you would have like, you know, pushed in those three days, like, they, like their lives could have changed. So that kind of yeah. gives you like a fear of the Lord. Like you really have to have like a fear of the Lord over your life and your calling and like what God is yeah. calling you to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it goes back to our conversation towards the beginning of this video of like success versus failure. Is it a like, um, like can missionaries fail? There is mm-hmm. like yes and a no, but um, it might be, it might look like failure to the outside world, but it's success to the Lord. Yeah. yeah. And like Austin was saying, in those like plowing seasons and those like watering seasons where you aren't seeing the fruit, you might be like, wow, I'm such a failure, but you're actually really succeeding to yeah. the Lord. Like you're doing what he's called yeah. you to. Mm-hmm. But then there might be some things where you're accomplishing your own purposes. Like I want to see this happen. I want to see this Mm. and they might be happening but it's like grieving the heart of the lord because it's not what he wanted yeah yeah all right so i'm going to talk about the flip side of that topic which this i feel like is going to be a little bit more dicey and i think this is kind of the topic that we took a little bit heat for (laughs) the people who let's say they've spent years and years and years doing their best to be obedient to the lord and they're like, man, I've been in this nation for 35 years, or I've been at this job for 15 years, or I've been a father to my family or a mother to my family for the last like 20 years. And so you can't tell me that I'm not being effective. You can't tell me that I'm, that I'm being a failure. And I want to bring up the parable of talents because I think it's a good parable, right? So yeah. this master gives his servants three different sets of coin, you could say. So five, it's five, it's a 10, five and two. I believe. Just Bitcoin or? Yes, yeah. We're, <laughs> that, we're investing that's today. That's the translation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bitcoin. Oh, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine the new translation? It has to be. It has to be. So, anyway, 
Uh, he who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them. And he, oh wow, traded with them. This is stocks. <laughs> and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one, okay five two and one. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and he hid his master's money. So basically, both of the the two good servants, which you find out later in the story, plot twist, is they doubled their money. So thus they got more money. Mm-hmm. in I guess you could say eternity or whatever the story is but the one who dug his money in the ground and didn't have any return on investment he was deemed a wicked servant and I'm grateful I believe cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness that is terrifying oh, wow. but what I want to talk about with this and this is gay bold claim please don't hate me I <laughs> I believe yes it is possible for a missionary to fail for a Christian to fail even if they're doing the good works, if it's not what the Lord has designed. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like there's this idea that we need to be checking ourselves, one with the word of God. And we also need to be like what I mentioned earlier, we need to have this idea of we can always grow and change. Cause yeah. I think a lot of times whenever something works once for a season, we stick with that for the rest of our lives, yep. but we don't change. Like generations change, people change. So we should yep. be changing, not changing the word of God, but changing our approach to things. Yep. And I feel like there is this idea and it's not a failure as in like you are a worthless Christian, but I think we need to have a brutally honest factor about ourselves of, man, if if I'm doing something that isn't being effective, I would hope that my friends would be like, Austin, you know, if you just change this one thing, you could reach five times more people than you are right now. Yeah. Do you guys agree with me or am I being completely off base? No, I, I agree. I think it's bold, but some, I, I mean, it's the truth. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of hurts to hear a little it bit. It does. <laughs> yeah, especially like, like we're missionaries. It's like, oh shoot. Like we, uh, maybe on some of our outreaches or like in countries we've been in, we really haven't been yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Effective, yeah. Yeah, I think a good example, you actually um, were asking me to bring up this up earlier. So about a year, a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. me, your husband, and my now wife at the time was dating her. We were all in the Philippines and we were doing the best that we could. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a ton of knowledge. <laughs> you were given a task, yeah. the three of them <laughs> were given a task, um, reach all of the Philippines. <laughs> You're like, all yeah. right. Yeah, done. all right, sick. Like work on follow-up stuff, work on a manual, work on all this different stuff, which I loved it was it was super fun and exciting mm-hmm. to work on it and yeah. like man for me being a dreamer it was just sky's the limit here let's yeah. just go for it but found out pretty quickly we weren't that effective we just didn't know what we were doing and it's not it wasn't our fault we were doing the yeah. best that we could given the circumstances and our leaders were doing the best that they could given the circumstances mm-hmm. but whenever we were asked to come here and train if we would have said no and been like no I just want to stay in the Philippines mm-hmm. That would have been completely our fault because we had an opportunity to grow and we had an opportunity to become more prepared and we had an opportunity to become more effective for the mission that we're called to do. Like you were saying earlier, reaching the fullness of what the Lord has called us Mm -hmm. to to be. And if we would have said no, we would have been completely hindering that. That's on us. That would have been completely on us if we said no to an opportunity to do something different to grow. Yeah. I think that's where this kind of this idea of failure is we have to be taking these opportunities to grow and become more effective mm-hmm. because then at the end of our days, we can realize we ran the race putting it all out on the field and we didn't leave anything back. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what I would want every Christian to be able to, at the end of their days, whenever they see Jesus, they'd be able to be like, I gave everything I had. I didn't leave anything out there. Mm-hmm. I took every opportunity to grow yeah. and every opportunity to make your name known. Yeah. And obviously, when I think of us going to like the Philippines and reaching like 110 million people, huh. like, oh my gosh, that is like kind of terrifying. It's 130 million. Or yeah, okay. Or, that's even data. better. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I think it's just like, we also have to know that I don't think we can ever be like completely prepared for like oh, yeah. everything that God is doing. But there are things that we can do in advance to make it easier and to, um, yeah, make it seem more like possible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think even like last week, our video about partnership is like a really big key because you can't do it on your own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so then I'm going to contrast something. So in John 15, obviously it's about abiding. It's about just we abide in Jesus. He is the vine. We have the branches. Mm-hmm. Abide in me. You'll bear much fruit. So we know that if we abide in Jesus, we will bear much fruit. So we know that we're supposed to bear fruit. So here's this question. It's a big one. It's another big one. <laughs> Does God expect results? Mm. I think ultimately like God is the only one who can bring results. So he doesn't put that expectation on us. It's like, it's not, we aren't the ones who do the results. We are the ones who obey him. Yeah. So that like his fruitfulness of this kingdom comes. That was so succinct. Dang. (laughs) I didn't even know what I was going to say before I started talking. Wow. (laughs) Holy Spirit. All right, moving on. No, no need to talk about that anymore. Oh my gosh. Dang. Okay, everyone take a moment. Just like reflect, rewind the video. Yeah. Think about what she said. Maybe go read your Bible like a little 20 bit. Twenty minutes yeah. to journal about. It. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that was really good. Can we play it back now so I can hear it again? Wow. I think of like when you said that um, in John fifteen, like he is the vine, we are the branches. It's kind of like he is like you know he is the one who is like the tree, the vine, whatever. We're we're kind of like the vessels, so we're the ones who are like following like his voice and whatever he's telling us mm-hmm. and we're the ones who can walk out in that and yeah. then when we're obedient when we follow his voice we like we'll see the fruit like it's yeah. a promise that is in the word like when yeah. we follow him like when we abide in him yeah we will bear fruit yeah like it's a promise yeah and i think i mean a good touch point for this is just even matthew 28 you know the great commission go into all the world mm-hmm. and yeah. preach the gospel which, that, I mean, preaching the gospel or reaching the nation, it's a whole other mm-hmm. five-hour long conversation about what that <laughs> even means. Yeah. Um, but I think whenever we... There, there is this idea that, like, we are supposed to be doing something. Like, we, mm-hmm. there is supposed to be work happening. There is supposed to be results to an extent. Yeah. But I think it's a really good reminder to remember that it's not us. It's not our gifts and talents that is ultimately the yeah. ones doing it. I mean, you could bring in Romans 8 and be like, what... The world's waiting for is the revealing of the sons of God. And so what I would argue is that what the world is waiting for is us to be fully who the Lord's created us to be, because mm-hmm. then the Lord can work fully through us and bring the results. Yeah. And Dang. it's a really, really interesting topic. And it's a, it's honestly a tension because it's like, okay, the Lord brings the results, but also the world's waiting for me to be who the Lord created me to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like, I need to be fully abiding in the Father, John 15, in order that I can be fully who the Lord's created me to be, Romans 8, in order that the world can see who the Son is, in order that mm-hmm. the world can see who the, who Jesus is. And mm-hmm. so it's this weird tension where it's like, your gifts and your talents, whatever they are, 
whether like you're a singer, whether you're a preacher, whether you're really good at admin or math or whatever it is, that whatever that is, whatever the Lord's created in you and called you to, the world's waiting for you to be that thing. But in order for you to be that thing, you need to realize that it's not you at all that's doing it. <laughs> it's completely mm. Jesus. Yeah. It's a really weird tension that is like, okay, my gifts and talents, yes, important. Also Jesus, the only one that's doing yeah. it. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of fun. It takes that's a lot fun. of pressure off of us. Yeah, amen. I wanted to bring him back to Genesis, the beginning of Genesis, like Whoa. we always do. Scandalous. <laughs> um, yeah, just taking it back, to, like applying this principle that we've been talking about for, of like success versus failure, maybe obedience, disobedience, taking it back to the garden where Adam and Eve, mm. it, like they were given very specific tasks from the Lord. Like mm-hmm. Adam was like told to name all the animals. They were told to be fruitful and multiply so they multiplied the garden, like Mm. the fruit in the garden, and they multiplied themselves, they had kids. Um, Like if thinking about what we're talking about now in present day missions, like think about if Adam had not like named all the animals or or if they had not multiplied themselves, if they had not like obeyed the Lord and those things, Mm. then there would be zero fruit on the earth. You know what I mean? Like there literally wouldn't even be people here because like it's like, and that was Adam's calling and his assignment in in that time. And like because he obeyed it and he obeyed the Lord in that, mm-hmm. then like we're able to see so yeah. much fruit. But then we also see like um, the opposite of that. Whereas disobedience, God gave them a very specific assignment to not do this one yeah. thing, to eat the fruit off of this one tree. And then they did it and it like wreaked havoc over the entire world. So I think that's such Thanks, a clear... Adam. Uh, <laughs> clear picture of like success versus failure mm-hmm. in the eyes of God yeah. where it really comes down to obedience versus disobedience of um, wow. his just calling, his Mary assignments. Jen just Mary dropping Jen these bombs. Oh my gosh. Just coming, <laughs> up in my yeah, head. Yeah, the heck. Did you like <laughs> prepare for this for five hours or did something? Not. But <laughs> my husband helped write this, so I feel like, oh, it's it, like it's, it's the, the one. Yeah, one yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's just happening. <laughs> no, that's really good. I, th- I mean, it all really just comes down to obedience because even whenever we're talking mm. about fruit, right, John 15, bearing much fruit, um, that's so subjective. It's not an objective thing where it's like, oh, you're bearing fruit, you're not, because we don't know what Our each individual is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like what your calling is is completely different than mine. It's completely mm-hmm. different than hers. And so bearing fruit in my life might look completely different than someone else's. So it really just comes down to obedience. And I think that's where, again, we need to be brutally honest with ourselves. Yeah. Are we being obedient? Mm-hmm. Right. Or are we, I mean, even looking at failures. Failures can be a great way to bring success. Like if you fail in something, that's a great opportunity to learn and grow. Yeah. But a lot of times our failures, we get scared and thus we don't really go out again. We kind of get stuck in this failure idea of like, oh my gosh, I failed in this. So I'm going to be done trying that. Whenever, like, man, no, like, get up again. Like, yeah. I think if you if you failed, if you feel like you failed in something, I just want to encourage you, get up mm-hmm. and go try it again. Or maybe not the exact same way, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> but try it again and go for it. Because if you're being obedient to what the Lord, you feel the Lord has called you to, and if you can say with everything in you that you're being obedient to the Lord, then you can, you can go with full confidence knowing that you're not going to fail. Because you're being obedient. And at the end of the day, whenever you do see Jesus, you can be like, to the best of my ability, I was Mm -hmm. obedient to what I felt like you were calling me to do. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that, honestly, to me, if I had to be like, what is success as a Christian? It is running the race as fast as you can, being obedient in all things that the Lord has Mm -hmm. called you to to do. And so like, if you can say that, honestly, like if you can say that 
to the core of your being, then you will not fail. Mm -hmm. Even your failures will be successes in the eyes of the Lord. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. That's so good. Man. That's all I got. That's it. It's a a great way to wrap it up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't don't think there's really not much else to say. Do you guys have anything else that you... I don't think so. Anything else, Desi? I don't think so. Yeah, well, to answer the question again, can a missionary fail? Yes. Yes. Question mark? (laughs) This is a a continued conversation, right? We haven't completely figured it out. We've had a lot of time with Mark to talk about this. We've had some personal experiences to talk about. But we honestly would love to hear from you guys. Do you think a missionary can fail? If so, what does it look like? If not, why? Why can't they fail? Um, Let us know in the comments below. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts. And then maybe, yeah. you never know, maybe we'll even talk about some of it in a future podcast. Yep. But you never know. Thank you guys again for joining us at the Wom Kansas City Podcast. We'll see you again soon. Bye. See ya.